This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American built, American strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. And guess where we are today? And you probably couldn't because I'm here with uh, Mr. Jeff Rice and, and Luke Clayton. Of course, Luke and I do radio together. And Jeff and Luke and I do a Sportsman's Life TV show together that's available on Carbon TV and doing quite well there. And and then uh, also talking about Carbon TV, obviously this podcast is there. And then Luke and I, about 15 years ago, a little bit longer than that, got together and he uh, asked me to be on his radio show and I said absolutely I'd surely like to and guess what 15 years later here we are we're still doing it and uh, it too now is available on Carbon TV and doing quite well there and we'll have Luke talk about that here toward the end of the program but I want to talk about today specifically having spent some time on Lake Texoma with Chris Carey whose dad Bill Carey and he owns Striper Express we fished with him in the past but what was it like fishing with those guys today? Well, it started out with an absolutely beautiful, spectacular sunrise and a beautiful boat ride out to uh, toward the dam on uh, Lake Texoma. And once Chris pulled up on some schooling stripers, it was amazing. Top water action and oh my. 
we caught some dandy fish. <laughs> I actually caught the biggest fish uh, striper I've ever caught in my life. And it was, I don't know, I think uh, Chris said maybe near 10 pounds. Yeah. A really, really nice fish. And of course, Luke, uh, Luke caught one, which was a twin to the one I yeah, caught. Yes, it was. And uh, man, wow. It was fun. You know, the striper pattern, which I've followed it for years, I used to do a, a weekly fishing report uh, on this lake and others for about 15 years. And there's a pattern that happens. We were fishing some water 60, 70 foot deep. And down down about 50 foot on, that water temperature is uh, 60 degrees, 65. It's, it's chilly. It may be a little cooler than that. But the shad hatch that happens, it's already happened this spring, one of the shad hatches. Those shad are dispersed, and they're, and those stripers are down in that cooler water, and they come up early on the, the banks and all chasing those shad. So it's kind of a bill, and I, I think the two of us might have nicknamed that a, a leapfrog pattern because down in the lower lake, those stripers will start blowing up randomly, but they're down in that cooler water. That's why they're there, and the bait. And they'll, they'll blow up. You'll see a bunch of them, and we got into them so good today. But you'll see just maybe an acre of blowing up stripers, and then you'll catch them for a while, and then they'll sound. And you can stay on them on slabs, which we did. But the topwater bite was so good that we just we we stayed, kept on chunking those big pencil poppers, and it was. I mean, it. I've had some great trips. I don't think I can remember one any better for the topwater bite than what we had this morning. And this pattern uh, is is going on now. It's going to continue through the summer. That cooler water down in the deeper water column. Uh, of course, there will be a thermocline set up pretty soon, and then the stripers are going to be above that where the oxygen-rich water is. So right. Might be 70 foot of water, but the, the stripers are going to probably going to be in the, the top 30, 35 foot of the water column. That's what's going to happen. Well, I, I don't know about any of that, but I know what happened this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is like a scientist. He had the biologist out here taking uh, yeah. water depth sounders, uh, temperatures down, and that's that's the why for it. It happens every year about this time. Good time to be up at Lake Texoma. Yeah, it was quite sure. amazing because you, you, we would have them blow up on right in front of us, and then you'd see them moving along the bank and further on down. And so Chris would fire up the engine and pull on down, kind of get around them and yeah. kind of get ourselves positioned. And then they'd start popping up. And it was amazing. They'd pop up right underneath us, oh, yeah, right they did. all yeah. around us. Leapfrog. Oh, yeah, know. it was crazy. And the slab, I, I love to catch fish on a slab. And for folks that might not know, a slab is really just a lead spoon right out of lead. But it falls. You can, it's easy to keep in contact with when on the fall. But uh, the the strike on a slab is just like a shock of a boom. They hit it. They don't tap, tap, tap. You, you're dropping it or you're zipping it up through there, and then all of a sudden you... <laughs> you hang on. I hope the drag is set right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. These fish, we talked about it before in, in the past, but even this morning again, these fish are fighters. Oh. oh. They put on a show for you, whether in particular like when they were topwater. I know, Jeff, you and both of you guys, were trying, you were trying to get on video and you are trying to get still photos when they were boil up and hit that bait. I yeah. mean, God. They just, just explode they on the bait. They it, really, truly amazing. do. Yeah, stripers, you know, they're a saltwater transplant, and it's the it's the cool thing about Texoma is a natural spawn here because of about forty miles up the red is uh, up around Vernon is a big salt domes up there, 
and that water coming down that it makes the salinity just right, you know, for the striper hatch. And well, the, the way you explained one time before, it has to, the salinity has to be at a certain level, otherwise the eggs sink to the bottom and they die. Yep. And so these stay up above a certain level off the, and they roll. roll. Yes, sir. They, yeah. they, and that's what really, really kind of creates that spawn. And mm -hmm. as I recall, I think this is probably the only freshwater lake in North America where stripers do actually spawn. A documented spawn every year. A documented year. spawn every year. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's what I've read, too. And I know that's the truth. Yeah. But, you know, like up in the Chesapeake Bay, the the uh, salt, the ocean run stripers. Right. They run up in those uh, those rivers, you know, uh, brackish water. Right. The reason there is no salt. Salt domes, but there's an ocean there. But there's enough of you know, yeah. salt in that right water. Why. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. Stripers, and you know, when we were fishing up in Saskatchewan a couple of weeks ago, and one of the guys at uh, Rice Adele, he he uh, talked about stripers. He said that's those fish that fight all fight you all the way to the boat, and they don't quit. They're fighting you until you either net them or they break, you know, get loose at the boat, don't they? You know, oh, yeah. they let's, don't quit. Let's talk about that a little bit because you guys, I was up hunting bear in Alberta uh, with, with Linda Powell and with Mossberg and also with the guys from Hornady. And you guys, right after I came home, y'all were leaving to go to northern Saskatchewan to go fishing up there as well, too. Yep, we, we fished uh, Esquatican Lake, and it took me about four years to learn how to pronounce it, and I still have to look at a cheat sheet to spell it when I'm writing about it. <laughs> but Esquatican Lake, it's it's a it's a unique place, Jeff. Uh, Jeff was uh, Jeff's second time up there, and uh, it's it's a somewhat do-it-yourself. It's as much do-it-yourself as you could have that far north. You have to fly in. I'm not saying you couldn't if you were an expert canoeer and portage your canoe. <laughs> and you, maybe you could make it. But yeah. for practical reasons, you have to fly in, don't you, Jeff? You, you, you really do. And that's one of the places, though, even in someone that, that hasn't fished much and maybe amateur, you still can catch fish. A lot uh, of them, too. Northern pike are everywhere. And, uh, I mean, really, just... We were fishing with five of diamonds, uh, which is a big, a giant daredevil, if you will, and or bottom bouncers for walleyes. I mean, either or. Uh, we actually went out and tried to catch a few lake trout as well. And um, the quality of the fish, they're just amazing. And, uh, man, I tell you what, we had fish fries every day for, for lunch and dinner for breakfast i think i made pancakes most of the time <laughs> oh yeah those were chopped up uh, uh peaches in the pancakes yes, they, yes. that was good we did we ate fish at least well twice most days sometimes we'd cook up we'd fry some up and uh, especially the walleye and i uh, put them in the refrigerator get them chilled the next morning put some tartar sauce on that with some bread that would be that would be an addition oh, to the pancakes oh, but the best was luke clayton's blackened walleye uh, altered form of oh, blackening boy uh, it's just so good mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't well, share uh, that recipe while we're yeah, here. It, like, it's, it, I mean, it's it's so simple. There's nothing to it, but you know, Paul Prudhomme, the blackened redfish, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Here well, we go. of course, he marketed the Paul Prudhomme redfish magic, the little bottle that cost. Uh, there, it's they're not cheap. You know, a little bitty bottle that'll season just a few is about six, seven bucks. Well, Cabela's and you know they have one called Backwoods seasoning, mm -hmm. blackened. It's called blackened backwood. It's a big shaker. We use folks. We use all three quarters of that shaker on on our our fish that we cook. But instead of getting the skillet white hot like you're supposed to when you blacken, what do you do when you blacken? You get a skillet white, smoking hot, 
and you dip a filet in what? Butter. Then you put it in there and it smokes to high heaven. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But so I thought, well, why? Why not just heat your butter a little bit hot, hotter than you would normally heat it? Not smoking hot, and then put your season your fillet and then put it in there, and that we st- I started doing that up there a few years ago, and it's it, it's easy and quick and tasty, you know. Oh, it's moist, it's absolutely too. tasty, and then squeeze a little oh, yeah. little lemon juice on it. Yep, fresh yeah. lemon juice. Oh man, <laughs> we were living like kings out there. I tell you, living like kings, catching right. lots of fish. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention, I was meant to say a while ago. Uh, Esquatic, and there's all kind of camps up there. And I work with the Department of Tourism, Saskatchewan Department of Tourism, pretty closely. And I try to introduce people to going up there, you know, what I do. Well, there's all kind of lodges. And, and Jeff and I was at Tazan Lake Lodge mm-hmm. last summer. That's a full-service lodge with guides, and the chef was there. Much fun. Love it. Mm-hmm. And he had a ball. But but that's that's one type of, of, of trip. Now... Esquatican Lake Lodge is more or less to do it yourself. You mm-hmm. you do your own, you fish on your own, but it's not like someone just helicoptered you in up there and dropped you off and said, go fish. <laughs> you know, they can give you tips. And the first time I was a little bit intimidated, honestly, what I talked to Bryce, I said, years ago, I said, I've never really <clears throat> fished these lakes and I, I've seen, seen it from the air. And it's northern Saskatchewan is a mass of water. And I said, how about getting lost? You know, or, uh, can you? Right. They said, you can't get lost, Luke. You might get turned around a little bit, but you can't get lost. And he's right. Uh, you, you, you might miss Q and Island or something, but you the, the camp is centrally located on Hickam Island, it is. And uh, it's, it's really easy. And then just a few tips anybody can catch. A lot of fish up there, and do it yourself. You can, if you want to fish three hours, two hours, five hours. When you get tired, you want to come in. You can do it. Oh, well, the nice thing that they had great accommodations oh, as yeah. well. As a matter of fact, the the camp or the cabin right next to ours was was a mother and two daughters. Right. That came up and fished, yeah. and it was just amazing. Just just you know, they were having an absolute blast, and they would go out themselves together and catch a day. They, they caught so many <laughs> lake oh, trout. They oh caught my God. Some, they catch the lake trout. <laughs> they caught, yeah. They'd come in with all these big fish, and I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was a highlight, and and Bryce Liddell is just such a super. Super. He was a Yukon guide, and he guided up in the Northwest Territories, caribou, you know, that kind of deal. So he's also a pilot. He has a little Satabra uh, airplane there. So if somebody needs to go out for some emergency or, or if he needs a loaf of bread, <laughs> he fires that little bread. plane up. <laughs> Off he goes. What yeah. that you pronounce? Is it Mississippi? Mississippi. All right. I got it right. <laughs> he flies to Mississippi and, and goes to the store, right? Yes, sir. But yeah, Canada... And especially Saskatchewan, it's just an awesome, it's an awesome place. Is there a better time to go for fishing? I know summertime, springtime, you know, in, well, you probably wouldn't be up there in the wintertime unless you're going to ice fish. That's but, it. And you yeah. probably couldn't get into some of those lodges, those remote yeah. lodges at that time. So. Yeah, that ice goes out quite late. So, I mean, early June is when it's really, things start to open up. And, kicking. you know, you got walleye spawning in right. early June. And um, we went a couple of years ago and it was actually a little cold for the pike and so we didn't do real on the real well on walleye pike um, on northern pike but we caught the heck out of walleyes yeah. but um 
but that is a really, really good time to go. And matter of fact, this year, Bryce said it was warmer than usual. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think we were catching such big pike. And, and, and I tell you, yeah, during the time frame that you did. Yeah, exactly. I will. I will tell us a little story. I'm bad about telling stories on myself anyway. <laughs> so uh, I can pull some stunts. I'll tell you that. But anyway, there was a there's a rapid river feeds the Squatican. OK, well, <clears throat> so. It's a long way. For, I, I used to check it on GPS. It's about nine miles from camp, if you, the way you have to go there. Well, I wasn't, you know, the way you get directions, well, you just go up to this big white rock and turn off to the left and around three islands and go, you know, that wasn't good enough for, for me, for an old surveyor. So Bryce says, I'll tell you what, I'll take you there. You don't know this yet. <laughs> he said, I'll take you and show you how to find this rapid, the mouth of the rapid Ryan? river. Mm -hmm. And it was not hard, but if... If once you're there, so the next morning I thought, guys, I think we can, I think we can find the mouth of the Rapid River. And you know, oh, okay, uh, so <laughs> we take off. I think what well, Billy's with me, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you and Phil are in the other boat, and I know y'all are thinking, I hope the heck Luke knows where he's going. <laughs> but we went, we went to the mouth. I said, Billy. I just impressed these boys. <laughs> what y'all didn't know, I had a tour the day before. Yeah, you? <laughs> yeah I should. I shouldn't have told that. that I could have been the hero. But, you you know. still are the hero. It was, it was a lot of, but that mouth of that rapid river, awesome. It was awesome. I mean, you get up in there, and the current wasn't so swift that you could a little twenty horse would keep you, you know, keep yeah. you going. Yeah. We caught, we caught the daylights out of it. I caught my biggest pike right in there. <laughs> you rapid, did, didn't right you? When it, yeah, right where that water was kind of moved through the rapids there. Yeah. So Jeff, uh, a sportsman's life. That Jeff put our show together, and it's it's available right now to watch. It is, it is, and this show for this for Lake Texoma, our our trip today will be out there probably next week. Tell them how to find it. Uh, yeah, just go to carbontv.com and um, look up a sportsman's life. You'll see three handsome gentlemen in this little picture there, and you can just click on it right there, and you can watch <laughs> all of our shows right there on Carbon TV. Uh, of course, you can go to YouTube. You can find us, yeah. uh, a sportsman's life uh, uh -huh. on YouTube. But uh, you'll recognize. Larry, we're all leaned up against uh, leaned up against a big old sweet gum tree at Jeff's yes, place. Yes, we are there at Jeff's place. We've had a ton of fun doing that. It's just just look forward to every every episode. It, the, the trip's not my trips used to not be complete until I got home and wrote my article and all. Then it was published, but now I, I look forward to watching it on TV. You know. Absolutely. Well, you're right. We've got a sportsman's life there, and then also we have your what? What is the radio weekly yeah. radio show podcast? Yeah, title? you can go sport uh, Carbon TV, and you can download that, folks. On if you have a Roku, you know, just download. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Most people do. Or you can just take your device, your cell phone, and go to Carbon TV. But, yeah, click the little, it'll say asterisk for more, and you can click podcast. And yes. so Catfish Radio is there. That's the radio show that I've done for 15 years. Larry's been with me for 15 and a half since we started <laughs> on Campfire Talk, you know? <laughs> and uh, we have a ball with that. So. Yes, we really do. Of course, DSC's campfires is there as well too. So, uh, but you'll be able to see a lot of the things we talked about this morning. This will probably you'll probably have already seen it by the time this one comes out. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. But uh, you know, keep looking because we like to call it real world 
outdoors and it is if, if we catch fish we show it if we don't we show it we, if we got little tips that come up periodically dealing with wildlife management to tips about hunting and fishing and a little bit of everything and then luke being the outdoor cook that he is or chef uh, <laughs> he's laughing but uh they're, they're very few I've, I've eaten in the outdoors and eaten with outdoor folks for a long long time and luke is one of the best i've ever run across if not the best so mr dutch kettle mr dutch kettle is right absolutely <laughs> cooks with uh, the cast iron stuff almost all the time and the food is out of this world delicious and and there's pretty much not every show, but most every show, there's going to be a cooking segment there as well. And you can learn a lot about cooking in the outdoors. And I guarantee you, if you'll cook it just like Jeff did, I mean, or, or Jeff would have if when he watches Luke do it. <laughs> I learned from my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do too. If I cook it like Luke does, I can promise you That's it's right. going to be good. Oh, you boys quit break. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of food, it's approaching lunchtime. We've all got to get on the road and, and head in different directions. I've got to spend some time this afternoon looking at a piece of property that uh, we hunt with with on the Cotton family a little bit that all three of us hunt with and uh, they bought some new areas and we're going to set up some new blinds and set up some new areas put in some food plots kind of thing so I guess we're going to shut this one down a little bit early Luke, Jeff, thank you so much about for being around the campfire this morning and uh, before we part company here a little while we'll plan our next adventure and in the meantime folks thank you so much for, for listening to us here on DSC's Campfires but also, if you get a chance, go to Catfish Radio there at, at Carbon TV. And then particularly, too, please go to a Sportsman's Life. And and uh, I think you'll agree. You can tell the three of us have a great time whenever we're together and even when we're not together sometimes. But at the same time, there's a little bit of education. But I promise you won't beat you over the head with it and you'll enjoy what you're watching. So join us right back here next week on DSC's Campfires. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Round Top, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 White Till Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls.